0: Welcome back to another episode of Pop Cannon. This is episode thirty-nine. My name
1: is Jordan. I am still Robert. Is Paul here this time?
2: Sarah again, even though there's no Stephen King. <laughs> I know we <laughs> broke the cycle for Sarah. It was a small cycle.
1: There's no, there's no, uh, there's no Stephen King connection to this one, and there's no children, so
2: that we know of.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Until the spooky sequel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you, I'm just trying to think of what the fuck a sequel would be, and that's yeah, hilarious no, to me. Uh, it,
3: the sequel is the, the Ship Shows Up, and that's lens. <laughs> <laughs> So lens. Uh, so
0: today we are talking about The Lighthouse, which is available to stream now on Amazon Prime. What'd you guys think? Did you guys like the movie?
3: I I, I like the movie. I like it uh, as as a whole. I'd say I'd say it's a good movie. Hmm. But uh, I'll say I'll save my criticisms for when we get there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ov- overall, I liked it as well. Um, I don't know if I if I actually would have heard of it if my boss hadn't recommended it to me. Um, which was really weird because we have like our, our opposite in everything that we like and agree on. So I wasn't actually expecting it to be good <laughs> if she recommended it. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. <laughs>
1: um, I won't say that I liked it. <laughs> okay. There are parts of it that I thought were done very well and there are things from it that I thought were good. But I don't know if in an overarching statement I could just say, I liked it, because I don't know that that's true.
2: Okay, sure. I respect that. Interesting.
0: Um, I didn't really like it, um, and I just kind of was in and out of, of it as far as interests goes. Um, there are things that I liked and then there are things that I did not like. And I guess we'll get there, but so you guys let's, let's talk about what you
3: did like about it. Paul, you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, for one, I kind of just like the theme in general. Uh, it's, I just like the maritime feel, uh, I feel like there was, there were some moments where it's like you could, you could almost, like, smell the, like, seawater, you know what I mean? Like, they, I feel like they just nailed the whole, like, ocean theme, I guess, um, I really like the, uh, myth, the mythologies that they were, like, drawing from, Um, I'm pretty sure it was more than one, although I might be wrong about that. Uh, I liked the imagery a whole, a whole lot. And mostly I think the biggest, the, the thing that I liked most was the acting. Yeah. Um, for sure. Like there were, there were just some, there were some scenes where I was like really nervous like one second and then the next second i was cracking up it was like it was just really it was it was uh fun to watch them play everything out nice sarah
2: um i definitely agree um with everything paul said uh i thought that the acting was phenomenal i like both willem defoe and robert pattinson Um, And I thought considering that they were the only two actual like real human characters uh, in the film that they did a really good job carrying it. Um, There was a lot of like tense moments that I think were believable. Um, I'm kind of used to seeing Willem Dafoe in like really odd roles. Like pretty much everything he does I feel like at this point is just weird. (laughs) um and like the mythology was also you know really interesting as well because i know like i know where they kind of started from in terms of like the plot idea which was um from edgar Allan poe but that they didn't really follow that but i got a lot of um like i drew a lot of parallels from literary stuff that i recognized like i know when i first watched it and even upon watching it again for this i really um got a sense of uh, samuel taylor coleridge's poem rhyme of the ancient mariner i don't mm. know if any of you guys had to read that at all no. in school i'm not familiar but just this it's just this whole like ma- like tense maritime stuff yeah. um and i thought that was really well done and um you know, I I think it worked really well in black and white, and I'm glad that you know they shot it that way.
0: Yeah, like I'm a I'm a fan of the the technical achievement that they got to do here. You know, it was shot on 35 millimeter film. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the shit. aspect ratio is crazy. You know, like i
3: didn't realize uh, that either
0: that's weird. yeah um i know like the exposure was a big issue because of the nighttime scenes because yeah. of the cameras they needed to like have everything super overexposed for it to even pick up stuff so that's pretty cool um i just like a lot of the cinematography and the imagery too um rob any anything stick out to you that you overtly liked.
1: I mean, I definitely enjoyed the acting. Um, It's just the stuff that they were saying to each other that like (laughs) most of the time didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, But them doing it like the physical going back and forth and it's just the two of them and you're going through their day to day Lives stuck in this fucking lighthouse. Like, I liked that stuff. And, like, um, Robert Pattinson's character, ha- like, doing all of this grunt work and then getting frustrated with it and being beckoned to the sea for whatever reason, whether it was, like, the sirens or the mermaids or, or all of that stuff. Like, I enjoyed that. And, like, yeah, like, the general maritime overtones were interesting and it's not something that I've like Willem Dafoe definitely wasn't a pirate so like it was safe that they kept it away from that you know yeah Uh, because it could have easily just fallen into that kind of hokey bullshit um and it didn't but I just like I liked I liked most it was just like there was so much so like i don't even think a word is spoken for like 15 minutes or something like that
2: it's it's like i actually timed it it was like s- over seven minutes had passed before they <laughs> anybody actually said anything um,
1: well and like that goes to a larger point where like the movie was over and i felt like it was four hours yeah like i really was like sitting there like holy that, shit
3: that's a, that's a really good point i, I remember specifically like uh, Jen and I were like halfway through the movie and it was a point where they realized that the ship hadn't come or whatever and uh we lo- we looked at uh, how much more we had of the movie and we were like hold on <laughs> a second uh, but yeah like something about it like just makes it feel like it, it drags although i guess that's like an, that's a
1: too negative of a term like i don't know well, no i <laughs> that might even that might have even been like the point yeah, well, like... I was
2: just gonna say that, like, I and I think the reason why, and there were definitely parts where it dragged, and I agree. Even like watching it for a second time, and I was like, "Wait, this isn't over yet." Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think, but I think that um, part of the reason that I liked it, and it kind of goes to what Robert was saying about like the dialogue didn't make any sense sometimes. I think that like the audience experience kind of mimics their experience like you kind of lose a sense of time and it's like you know especially like there's a lot of um uh like that gaslighting kind of going on between Willem Dafoe's character and Robert Pattinson's character and I kind of like looked at it as though you have these basically unreliable narrators because both of them are liars, like, right off the bat, yeah. you know? Um, Robert Pattinson, like, he intro- like he assumes a, a different identity. Willem Dafoe's character is, like, just very secretive and just, you know, lies about the work that he's doing and, like, puts shit in his drink and stuff like that. So a it's serial like, killer? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And it's <laughs> like, you don't know what's going on and you kind of lose... Your sensibilities about the film and i think that that same type of scenario would happen if you were trapped in a cottage for weeks at a time with limited provisions and um nobody like you have no company except for somebody who you realistically can't stand
3: that and you're constantly like physically exerting yourself every
2: day
0: yeah
3: yeah
2: it's kind of exhausting watching the movie like it is work because you don't know what's real you don't know like what's happening
0: so i totally think that like the dialogue and certain situations that come up like it's supposed to disorient the audience and i think they did a really good job with that however i don't think it's necessarily a good thing Right,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think it's to the film's detriment because for like an hour and a half of the movie, I was just sitting there and I'm watching it, and I'm going like, what is the point here? There's no structure to the film, right, and I get it, it's supposed to disorient you, but it, it's like, come on
1: at a certain point that feels like writing armor, yeah,
3: yeah 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 yeah. that's that's
1: a good way oh oh we could be like as batshit crazy as we want it's not going to matter once we film it because you're supposed to feel crazy (laughs) right that's like the most convenient thing possible (laughs) you know because you could write anything you know um and uh i was reading that their their preparation styles are very different willem dafoe and robert pattinson like robert pattinson doesn't necessarily like to run the lines and uh rehearse because he feels like um the things that he does and the reactions that you get from him when you're in the first take are are legitimate and and real to what's going on um where willem Dafoe is like he can do stage and he could do all that stuff so he's fully capable and wants to rehearse the entire thing word for word and get it all down so they Mm -hmm. had like a sort of an issue with that uh during the film not an issue but like it's two completely different styles of of acting and what they wanted to do with it
2: that's really interesting i didn't know that
1: but like i will say i think my favorite thing from the whole movie um is willem dafoe doing that uh the sea curse for like two straight minutes and not breaking the, the shot. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was the blinking. most insane. Fu- I was like, what the fuck he's talking about all these different gods and all this other shit. And I'm just like, dude, what that was like the that Willy that Wonka
0: that? scene for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm watching it now and I'm just like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. The, um, the, the close second to that for me would be, uh, Robert Pattinson absolutely losing his fucking mind with that seagull because <laughs> oh that was another batshit shit crazy moment where yeah. i'm just like this went on for so many uh slaps of that thing against concrete that i didn't think <laughs> was gonna happen yeah. like, <laughs> we were into like 12 13 hits where i thought we were gonna
2: get like four you know <laughs> yeah so much anger at that bird <laughs>
1: And there was a funny thing like there was the one the one seagull that didn't have the eye.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And the whole thing was like you can't you can't hurt a sea bird or whatever he said because they contain the souls of all of the guys lost at sea or some shit like that. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Um, and then you find like he finds the head of somebody in their like lobster crate or their well, crab crate or whatever. Yeah.
3: Well that yeah. was wasn't that the Who's guy that had blinds? his job before yeah Yeah. right right
1: right but like also how much of that is meant to be like i'm so fucked up i don't know if this is real or not right yeah Yeah. you know he finds a dismembered head with a missing eye (sighs) in the crate and i you know obviously i feel like that seagull's supposed to represent that dude yeah oh totally and then at the end of it uh, Robert Pattinson's eye is no longer there so I was like wait a second mm-hmm. <laughs> was it him or <laughs> is it well, like a then, weird
2: yeah cause like and then you don't know like if if this is just like if this madness is the result of like two people essentially being like quarantined together mm-hmm. or <laughs> or if it's like actually a legitimate like sea curse or if there's something like supernatural or mythic going on and like specifically the whole seagull thing is what reminded me of the rhyme of the ancient mariner because basically in this poem the whole thing is about there's this mariner who is out at sea and he kills an albatross which is a type of seabird Hmm. and when he does that it basically puts a curse on the ship so Hmm. it's like you know, don't fuck with seabirds.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny. I'm a, I'm like a huge Iron Maiden fan. They have they have an <laughs> they have an, anti- a song. Yeah, they have an entire song on it. And before they play it live, the uh, lead singer says, "This
1: is what not to do when you're out at sea."
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that song is based off of that.
1: It's a, what is it? 13 minutes, right? Yeah, it's a 13 minute song. That's awesome.
3: But yeah, there there was a lot of uh, similarities between the two in that regard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: See,
0: my issue with that whole thing is, like, they were kind <clears> of <throat> stretching this out in too many directions where it could be, like, hey, it could be real, it could be this curse, it could be sirens, it could be just him going crazy, like...
2: The result of drinking turpentine. Like. And, yeah,
0: like, I just, I feel like they cast a net way too wide to be like, well, just interpret your own ending. And like, they weren't clear about what the movie even was about. Other than just like,
3: so my my biggest, I think my biggest issue is that is the ending of the movie because it just, it just doesn't give you anything. I feel like like at all. I, it would have been nice. That's why I said that thing about the boat earlier, because I was at the end. I was like, why don't why doesn't the boat like show up now or something? Like I don't mm. know. Give us give the audience something, you
2: right. know, To to, right. to be
3: able to like chew on afterwards because th- it was all there was a lot of like vague stuff, but then there was like nothing at all really after that to
1: to um... right <laughs> right. So it's like an hour and fifty minutes of vague mythological allegories yep
3: yeah exactly and, and, and not then... knowing which one they wanted <laughs>
1: yeah uh, so according to according to the imdb trivia um because <laughs> i i read it for everything that i watch like i i don't watch anything without it um <laughs> but according to this um let me see wake which was willem defoe's is, is rep- it represents Proteus, an old prophetic sea god who was called the Old Man of the Sea. And Robert Pattinson's character, Winslow, represents Prometheus, a titan and trickster figure who defies the gods by stealing fire, yeah. which is represented by the light of the lighthouse.
2: Right.
3: Now, are they both in the same story? Or are those two different stories? Characters um, from two different stories? Or is that the same
1: I think
3: Proteus and Prometheus are they both in
1: like is, the same exact I don't know if they're part of the same myth themselves um if they
3: aren't I feel like that's a huge like mistake, right <laughs> mistake on it doesn't Wait, like it so, doesn't say so what was the
1: first one Proteus, Proteus and Prometheus
2: I had heard like I obviously like I've heard of Prometheus you know yeah. gave fire to humans mm-hmm. um but I had never heard of like Proteus prior to
1: the, like, the gods Proteus. were outraged by Prometheus's theft of fire, so they punished Prometheus by chaining him helplessly to a rock oh, great. The the each liver, day, right? an eagle where He's each day an liver? eagle was sent to eat Prometheus's liver, okay. which would then grow back overnight to be eaten again the next day forever.
2: And then you get those stupid seagulls eating his ins mm-hmm. yeah.
1: where it's like so it's like everything was vague until that and they were like, no, no, let's exactly do that.
3: And, yeah. and end it, and end it there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I felt really, I felt slighted by that. H- however, what I did like, and I don't know if any of you guys picked up on this, but when, um, when, uh, Robert Pattinson's character goes up to the light, into the lighthouse to look at the light, mm-hmm. and he falls and breaks his leg. I don't know if you noticed that, but, you know, I thought that was interesting because Willem Defoe's character had that bad leg. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point, I'm just sitting there going, "Like, it, is this supposed to be the same person? Like, okay. is there only <laughs> <That's> one person <laughs> there, and he's just <laughs> been imagining talking to like an <laughs>
3: older slash younger version of himself?
2: Oh my god. <laughs> oh
3: Jesus. To me, it seemed like it was some kind of like repeating pattern. Right.
2: Yeah. That, that's Amanda, why I'm wondering Amanda, if it was like that. a like a curse or something. Like, do you, like you know what i mean like if it's mm-hmm. just because it's like, like now
1: you're damned to be here until the next person yeah, comes. Which, well, which
3: is what upset me when when he just ended up dying at the end <laughs> so i was like oh well right. then what happens after that
1: yeah amanda amanda was like so wait does he become the old guy now and like now he's in charge of it and all that shit but right. like it confused me a little bit thinking about the beginning because they they both show up together right yeah yeah. Or like yeah. he goes to pick him up is what I'm assuming.
2: But like yeah, cause well, cause I don't I don't know a whole lot about like old school lighthouse <laughs> operations. What the fuck, Sarah? <laughs> you know what? I can't know everything, but I do know that like a lot of times I think they would people would do this in shifts. So it's like you're on for four weeks, then you're off and a different crew would mm-hmm. go because there's this I forget when it takes place. But the other thing, and I, I thought maybe this was inspired by it, but I couldn't find anything agreeing to it. I just found out that, like it was loosely based off of a Poe thing called the lighthouse. But there was this mysterious um disappearance of these people who kept a lighthouse. Um, I think it was over in like the u k or something. It was on this remote island nobody lived there sometimes people would take their sheep there to graze but nobody would stay there because they thought the island was cursed and i guess if from what i remember like the people just like disappeared from the thing so it's like when the people came to like relieve them like hey let's you know swap spots you go back to the mainland like nobody was freaking there right so it's like You know, then I'm just picturing, okay, this next crew is going to come to relieve them, like, post-storm. And then they're going to find everything, like, in complete shambles and dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I didn't like that Willem Dafoe's characters wasn't done when he was in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's eating the dirt. And, like, he clearly died that was so (laughs) uncomfortable it was that was probably I mean that definitely wasn't the most uncomfortable thing watching him jerk off with the fucking uh, there was some sort of tentacle that happened Uh, that was fucking the weirdest goddamn thing on the planet Uh, (laughs) uh, but now like while he's like he's getting buried alive or whatever and I just was like okay like that's a really cool way to be done with that character. Yeah. He like yeah. went out still talking like he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> and I like that and then suddenly he's there with an axe. And <laughs> I yeah. was like, okay. Well, he just got
0: like, like last man standing strength.
2: Yeah. yeah. But like I literally like when he showed up, I thought he was going to be a hallucination. Like Yep. I thought like, oh my god, like this guy he can't live with the fact that he just killed him. And he's coming back to haunt him, but it's like, nope, not dead yet.
1: That's just like, why is he suddenly Michael Myers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 it's so fucking annoying. I don't like because I don't think having him come back for like that last moment, like, was any. That wasn't anything. I mean it It made me laugh. (laughs) Right, but like not in a good you weren't laughing in a good way. (laughs) It was more like a conscious
0: decision from Robert Pattinson's character to just be violent. Yeah. So like for him to just like here's an axe to the face like I think that was him just like letting more of his rage out. Right.
1: I thought it would be and this is definitely not something that I thought of while I was watching it at all, but I thought it'd be really funny if he thought it was Willem Dafoe's character, but he killed the people that were going to relieve him.
2: <laughs> and that then he stuck been interesting.
0: there.
1: See, I think <laughs> I, I would have
0: enjoyed that ending much right? more. Yeah, too. yeah.
2: Because then it at least would have like kind of confirmed that like he literally 100% went crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like instead of just this whole like, what's going on blah 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 yeah. and then there's like that definitive like he's stuck there but instead we get the weird you know he goes up to the lighthouse sees the light and then slips and dies or And
1: apparently sp- in the script there was no description of what they saw in the light of the lighthouse.
2: So nobody knows. Yeah.
1: Right. It was just it was just described how they felt looking into it. That was it.
0: Huh. Interesting. Which so- apparently
1: was erotic euphoria right uh-huh. I mean... <laughs> it definitely didn't look like it hurt is all I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that's true
2: I mean there was a lot of like naked Willem Defoe up there so it was Ugh. probably quite uh-huh. nice I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I can name a favorite part of this movie <laughs> I know like legitimately like I was sitting there even while I was watching it, just like, well, this isn't my favorite. This isn't my favorite. And then, like, it never showed <laughs> never up. Got to one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did
1: like. I did like um, the first time uh, Robert Pattinson's character walks into the water, um, and he's just transfixed on something, and he just keeps walking, and. Like the only way you could tell how far he's getting is like behind him in the water level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it's gaining higher and higher, and then suddenly he's like neck deep in it. I liked that. I thought that was really fucking cool. I, I wish like, that sequence I, I like was all the
3: scenes where they're getting drunk together. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> those are the highlights, man. Like it's a, it, it's like what they go for. <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts is when they were like. They literally go from like slow dancing and then like. Yes. And then Willem Dafoe like almost like kisses him and then they yes. start brawling. <laughs> I, th- I was like, yo, that. I imagine if you were there on the set just watching that shit, dude. It was so fucking good.
1: Yeah. That was an awesome, awesome sequence. Like, the dance. Like, they were. They just lost their shit. <laughs> they were dancing. Yeah. They were like singing shit and then they were fucking slow dancing and he was singing some lullaby to him or uh, reciting a poem or something (laughs) and then it definitely like from every teen movie that i have ever seen seemed like they were definitely gonna kiss and i was like this movie's gonna take a hard fucking left right now
2: literally literally
0: (laughs) and then they like i love that he like put him
1: up like he dupes up
0: Like he was like ready to square up and just like brawl. (laughs) Like he was the
1: fucking Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's
0: just he's just like we got to fight now because we're 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 men.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And then like after that, he's like in his lap. Yeah, (laughs) like barely making any sense. (laughs)
2: this is what's gonna happen when like before like quarantine is over guys this is (laughs) yeah it definitely feels that way (laughs) let's just call the movie (laughs) covid19
0: uh one of the things that i did not like was the uh like the whole siren thing for no reason it felt like
2: yeah that i agree and it, it just like... felt like
0: we could have just done without that entire sequence and been fine. So you
1: didn't you didn't like seeing the mermaid labia.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs>
1: okay. And Robert Pattinson uh humping it on a on a rock as waves crash into them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, not not really a, a big fan of that.
1: Um, <laughs> just, you heard it here first, folks. Hot take, Jordan, not a fan of Mermaid Lady. like,
0: <laughs> don't I get you're trying to be artsy, but like, not all artsy is good. I'll put it that way.
3: Yeah, I mean, I got I got that they were like trying to drive home the fact that you know are two men that are isolated and there's no women around you know yeah but it goes but back it was, to me it was there was like a lot of it there was there was a lot of it at one point to the to where they kind of make you think that something is going to happen
2: with right. with
3: a woman yeah but it's, right. but yeah. nothing ever happens and then later on there's like homoerotic overtones. so you're like oh okay <laughs> there's that now and yeah I don't, I don't know that that was confusing
1: well, I mean, so you could you could assume like it definitely seemed as though Willem Dafoe's character was able to reach climax when he was <laughs> up near the light.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but it did not uh, seem to me as though Robert Pattinson's character was able to do so cuz he was too distracted by other things.
3: Yeah, the guy that died via Yeah. By he wasn't lumber, he but... wasn't
1: able to finish. You're right. Um, so there's a frustration there. Uh I don't know if it necessitates axe murdering but <laughs> I don't think
2: anything necessitate, necessitates <laughs> axe murdering. Okay, that's, fine. That's my like little disclaimer. <laughs> like let's cover our bases here. That's what I live by. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's on my bumper sticker, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to me saying
0: like it just casts such a wide net. Yeah. Like no, they were i were trying to do so sure. many things and introduce so much mythology yep. that there was likely no mythology at all.
2: Right. Yeah. It's like one of those like choose your own adventure stories, but <laughs> like not with like but with no conclusive anything yes
3: yeah and none, of, none of them of... are just none of them are interesting enough none of them have like enough um like i don't know what for lack of a better word they don't none of them have enough like mass within yeah the they're context not like satisfying within enough within the context of the movie for somebody because like if you talk about something like i don't know watchmen which is like a great example of something where people can kind of draw their own conclusions about what happens like that's just something that does it really well you know mm-hmm. whereas this is just like ah, i don't know because maybe it's this but there's only like 15 minutes worth of that in the movie yeah and, right. or there's this and so yeah
2: and like <laughs> you know just the whole thing with the siren like i think i was just expecting it to play a more significant um part either Mm -hmm. as like a legit oh here's a mermaid or as a whole like you know some kind of like sexual frustration that comes to a head um but because like he shows up and like the first thing that he freaking finds is that little mermaid Mm -hmm. figurine Mm -hmm. and And it was like
1: in his bed yeah Yeah. uh,
2: in the mattress and so it's like clearly that was that other guy's too Mm -hmm. and you know That's his, like, object of, you know, like, whatever. He's going to masturbate to that throughout this whole thing. And, like, Willem Dafoe's character, like, makes, I think, like, makes a point even of saying, like, that the other guy, like, you know, something with, like, the sirens and stuff. But then, like, it doesn't go anywhere.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
2: it's just, like, why put that call of the siren in if you're not, if you're just going to kind of, like let it float away yeah if we're gonna try to if robert
1: pattinson's character at the end of it like shot for shot walked back into the ocean towards her yeah and then just died
2: that would have been so much more satisfying right because it would
1: have paid off a thing that happened earlier and then would have made the siren thing at least make semblance of sense in that like okay that was something that was in his brain that couldn't that he couldn't get rid of yeah. right and it, at you that know?
2: point it wouldn't matter if the siren was real or a figment of his imagination yeah. because it would have been like some kind of like tangible thing and it's like well that's like his motivation yeah. or like right. that's his call back to the sea instead of I fell down the stairs, broke my leg,
3: <laughs>
2: and yeah, somehow man. randomly, like, got outside or whatever. No, yeah, All oh, the way to that
0: rock.
3: That was a thing that really fucking pissed me off. Yep. Cause <laughs> me I, too. Because, like, they, it literally went from him falling down the stairs, and then he was just... the uh, Not even a second later, he's outside. Wait. I mean, I'm, I'm sure time passed where he, like, crawled, but... You know, can you have, like, a second of that? Yeah. But even, yeah. like,
2: why would he crawl outside? And so it's like, you know, if maybe he thought he heard another ship and it's like, hey, I'm going to try to get their attention, that's a reason to crawl outside. Yeah. If you want to get away from the dead body of the dude you just axe murdered, that's a reason <laughs> to crawl outside. Yeah. Or, or, or he, he could, could have, have heard, heard the, the siren. siren. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so basically what I'm learning from this is, is that we could write a really good movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, here's my pitch. It has nothing to do with Lighthouses or the city. I'm <laughs>
2: sold. Take my money. Yeah,
1: I, I was going to say, like I'll probably
0: never watch this movie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Like if we, I, like
1: feel... I like that you said. I like that you had to say never and ever in the same <laughs> sentence, <laughs> as if somebody was going to be like, "Well, what about?" And you're like, "No, no. ever." Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'd be really. It would be really interesting to like maybe I don't know, like watch it on like mushrooms or acid or something. And then <laughs> oh, see for sure, yeah, yeah. What sure. kind there's, of conclusions we draw?
3: Yeah, and, and I'm and there's pro- there's a lot of symbolism in the dialogue. There's a lot of symbolism in the. Uh, cinematography, and you'd probably pick on the up on that more if you were like stone in your fucking mind. True.
0: There
2: you go, guys. Okay, next podcast pitch. It's called. <laughs> it's called Acid Watched. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds like a like a rock band. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's it's episode 40 but we squeeze a 2 in there somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Little baby 2. <laughs> oh
1: god. Dude, that would be fucking crazy. Oh my god. But like we it, <laughs> I think this was probably this was pro- like in th- in a theater. This was probably a really good watch because of like it's completely black in the movie theater. in the sound. Yeah.
2: And so the sound moody.
1: would have been, like, yeah, you would have definitely gotten all of that stuff. And not that I didn't, but, like, watching it at home on a Sunday morning and, like, <laughs> having the light creep through my blinds. Like, you know, like, I just, certain things I just didn't see. Like, sometimes the screen was just fucking black. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what? you could hear shit, and I'm like, what is... What has even happened?
0: <laughs> and like, I think some of the blacks were like really pixelated for me, and mm. I I don't know if it's necessarily the transfer to Amazon. So I'm I'd imagine like if you owned the Blu-ray or like the digital, like Sarah, it's a lot clearer, clearer, Clear, like yeah. deeper yeah. blacks.
2: Yeah, because I didn't at least like I didn't notice any like super pixelation, although to be fair, I I do have an older TV, so like the quality isn't always as great, so I might just be adjusted, but um but yeah.
0: No, I think it just goes to like cuz it was such a dark film because of the technicality aspect of right. it. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But they like,
3: they they should have I think they should have went some more lengths to make sure that people who are watching the movie from any fucking screen are going to be able to see <laughs> what's going on because you make a conscious decision to make your movie black and white for the sake of art. And then you're like, oh, well, fuck people. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they can't see it, they can't see it. You know? <clears throat> well,
2: that's what makes it postmodern. It's people
3: who are going to watch this on their
1: iPad.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you the know. Desi-
1: like the decision to put it on that specific film where the, the aspect ratio is essentially a square. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you know, like, and then some of the stuff that I was reading about it, there's just like a, a level of pretension mm-hmm. with it that just like, I just specifically, and I'll, I'll read it to you because it bought, like when I read it, it bothered the fuck out of me. Oh God. Um, and it's, it, that's, it's just my sensibility about things. But when I read this, I just was like, dude, get the fuck over yourself. Um, Robert Pattinson's accent is based on a very specific area of Maine farming dialect, while Willem Dafoe's is the jargon of Atlantic fishermen and sailors of the time. Director-writer Robert Eggers was very precise about the actor's accents and line delivery. He would, for example, give instructions to say, quote, Say the second sentence of your third line 75% faster. What?
2: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've listened to Robert Eggers on like a podcast before, and he did not come off very well to me. <laughs> well, that's okay. disappointing. it, and it made me uncomfortable. He did one with Ari Aster, and that's why I listened to it. And, oh like, shit! Was it the A twenty four one you were talking yeah. about? Okay, and because uh, Robert Eggers obviously did The Witch. And I yeah. I right. enjoyed that movie for what that was. I, Amanda
1: loves that
3: movie. I yeah you know I again I haven't seen it yet. You know what? It's funny because I think The Witch also has a
2: lackluster ending. I agree. Thank thank you. I agree. I, agree. Yeah. <laughs> I did I've like, not seen it. I didn't like it. Th- I did not like The Witch the first time I saw it, and it took me until this weekend to rewatch it. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm I'm gonna rewatch the Lighthouse. I should rewatch this too, and uh, I liked it better the second time around, though.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. I I think it might. It's probably better than the than the
2: Lighthouse.
0: Yeah, that's. I thought so.
3: Still, the ending is just like okay. Who cares? (laughs) It left a little to be desired. Yeah.
0: You
2: know. Okay, guys. I found the Stephen King tie-in. No. (laughs) (laughs) Bad endings.
0: The What bad endings? Oh, bad endings. Oh. I gotcha.
3: I like uh, Stephen King endings generally.
2: Oh, I love Stephen King. I just everybody rags on his books for their bad endings.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's right. I always forget that that's like a thing, it's like a meme.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like... Well, I mean, but say what you will, but I think Robert Pattinson's accent, you know, the main farming dialect. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it sounded like to me what a new england accent well, <laughs> you know what yep. so fuck right off and, and <laughs> you know what
0: who's watching this movie and going no his accent's pulling me out yeah it's not accurate, <laughs> it's not accurate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i will say though it is kind of refreshing watching something that takes place in us in it like a region that does have an accent and actually kind of hearing that accent because yeah. i remember like going back to it chapter two i was like freaking stephen king's character was like the only one in that that actually had a (laughs) or accent like
0: (laughs) yeah
1: well you know i just appreciated willem defoe's jargon of atlantic fishermen and sailors of the time
2: i am never going to take his act either accent for granted again (laughs) (laughs) I, i will say though
3: i will say that i do appreciate however the the actual dialogue, like the wording, because yeah. it's it's cha- it's quite challenging to write that like that.
1: Oh my god, it's almost impossible to write that. <laughs> um, there's there's I mean there's more there's more on the IMDb trivia about like him working with or studying. Um, old poetry from, like, the exact year that that came out wow. and how the, the the woman that he was specifically looking at's work would work with, like, local people in the area of, of where this is supposed to take place Jeez. to get the 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 wording and the phrasing and, and certain ways that they said things correct.
2: Yeah, because historical fiction is a challenge. Yeah. Like, if you... You know what I mean? Because... Whether you're doing, like, writing or writing dialogue for a thing, I mean, not that, you know, commoner, like, I would probably notice what they said in 19th century New England. Yeah, <laughs> because but... they
3: can always just say fuck it and have everybody get have, like, a fucking British accent. Yeah. People exactly. will be
1: like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, this is right." <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 1890 in Maine. Sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you know, it is New England after
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give him. I admire the the work and the dedication. Yeah. However, sometimes I feel like he may be being a bit excessive. Sure. Yeah. Like ultimately, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
3: Right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like we all just said, if they all had English accents, no one would have been eye. the same.
1: Like, I don't know that it would have been the same movie, <laughs> but it would have not been very different. No,
2: right,
0: yeah. But I'm saying it's. Like I might have. I might
1: have actually. I might have actually been able to understand what the fuck they were saying. more than half the time. <laughs> Correct. That very yeah. first, it, that very first back and forth of dialogue that they had, sitting at the the table eating. Mm-hmm. I have. No idea what Willem oh, Defoe geez. said at all. Literally no fucking idea what he said. I tried to put the closed captioning on after <laughs> that scene because I went I'm not gonna know anything that they say if that's the rate.
0: I, I made a conscious decision whether or not I should get up to turn the controller on in order to turn the captions on. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it go.
1: I'm gonna try my best.
2: It probably I wouldn't just, have made that big of a difference to be perfect. No, not everything. It. No, you landed. just would
1: have. You would have just read the word "lad" six hundred times. <laughs> lad. Oh. All right. Any Any final
0: thoughts on the lighthouse?
1: <laughs> it's fun. It's it's decent. Uh. <laughs> I will say. I will say this: after the movie was over, uh, when Amanda and I were discussing how we felt about what the fuck we just watched, um, she said to me. It's so similar. It felt so similar to that stupid movie your cousin had us watch that one time. And it took me a second. Oh, God. But she said felt like. Wait, 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 wait,
3: felt wait. Like, wait, Eraserhead? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so fucking funny. Because <laughs> you know what? It really is like a, it's like a B, um, David Lynch movie. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I could see this being directed by David Lynch.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nothing it would it have been, been different. <laughs> nothing would have been
3: different. No, no, no. Nothing the, would have been the different. The only difference would Lynch. be when there's complete silence you'd hear
1: <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think like there's absolutely nothing that connects this to Eraserhead on its face other than the maybe the black and white, right. And just the general, what the fuck happened?
3: <laughs> it's fucking great. I I, I think a Razorhead's a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and that's a fucking that's saying something.
1: That is saying something because I watched that movie one time like ten years ago, and it sticks with me. I've never seen it. I've only seen. Oh my god! I think I've only seen one clip from it, dude. Well, it's almost impossible to get it on Blu-ray, um, and when you do put the Blu-ray in, there's a screen that comes up that makes it makes you before you can proceed adjust your um, brightness, darkness, or your brightness on the screen till you can almost see his face, and then you're allowed to go to the menu. Oh so even God. in even in the home home video realm, David Lynch is controlling how you view his product. <laughs> but i guess that's better than just like
0: oh yeah you're watching this on the ipad you know right. like
1: it's just dude, Eraserhead is such a fucking i think that movie was enjoyable because there was songs that were sung uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've heard i've heard some interesting things about Eraserhead.
1: we should fucking try to nail down a copy of that and review it because it'll fuck you up. i would
3: be i would be down for that
0: <laughs> my final thoughts on the lighthouse I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it, but it's two hours that I'll never get back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I guess I'm okay donating two hours of my life. To you
2: donated me. two hours for the sake of content for Pop Cannon. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, there but I did, I did enjoy
0: <laughs> the acting. I enjoyed their back and forth. Um, and that's, you know, that's really it.
2: I really enjoyed the New England farming accent and... God damn it.
1: Can you say that 75% faster, but on the back half of that
2: sentence? I really enjoyed the farming accent.
1: (laughs) Imagine shooting film in terrible conditions and that being something that you say to somebody. Yeah, really. Oh my God. God damn it. All right. So for Pop
0: Cannon, this has been episode 39 My name is Jordan. I
3: am Robert. Paul is me.
2: (laughs) Still Sarah. (laughs) Hi,
3: lads.
1: (laughs) You'll swab and you'll swab and you'll swab till I say you done swabbing. Now, now why'd you have to go and spill the beans? (laughs) Oh,
0: fucking spill the beans,
1: dude. What the fuck? What?
3: Why'd you have to go and spill the beans? I I guess I spilled my beans.
1: (laughs) guess I spilled my
3: beans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was quite the experience. Have you guys watched The Lighthouse? Did you pick up on the many literary Easter eggs? Did you enjoy the performances at least? Or did you abjectly hate it and lament not being able to reclaim that time? We want to know what you think of this very interesting film. Tell us why we're wrong or right about it by reaching out to us on social media. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search Pop Cannon, don't forget the K, and throw a follow our way. And if you like the podcast, why not smash the hell out of that subscribe button like a seagull on concrete? We truly appreciate the love. We totally love interacting with you guys in the comment sections, truly. And if you like any one of us individually, you can follow us that way too. I, Robert, am on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. Jordan is on Twitter and Instagram at jl24fps. Sarah is on Instagram at Sarah and Dipity, and you could also follow her podcast at Fairy Tall Tales. Paul has an Instagram he hasn't looked at in years which can be found at my dinner with Julius LaRosa. That's all for now, but stay tuned for our 40th episode next, and maybe a review of Westworld Season 3 in the future could be fun.